thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the legend, the awesome, the fabulous co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the chiropractic naturopathic extraordinaire, Dr. Damien Christoph. How are you, Damo? <laughs> MP, oh, it just, it, it, I'm well. I'm well. You always catch me. I'm lost for words after those sorts of intros. Thank you so much. Well, you know my thoughts on intros as I'm often talking to the Wellness Couch team about. You should always introduce someone like you've never met them before and like they are a very important person because you just don't know who's listening. And I know that we will have new listeners to this podcast today. And, -hmm. you know, even though we both have healthy opinions of ourselves, which I think everyone needs to, not everyone knows exactly who we are. So it's important. That's true. I need to give you an intro. Maybe that's what I've got to do. Oh, look. Um, but let me prepare one. <laughs> yeah, have a think about it. <laughs> so, what are you no, going to write? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll send you an email with an intro. <laughs> All right, so, um, Damo, great man. We've, we've interviewed some amazing people since we uh, started 100 Not Out, and I thought it was only fair that for, for both of us, as much as for all of our listeners, we actually... Um, put one, maybe two episodes together where we have a look at the wisdom that we've learnt from these sensational people over the journey. What do you think? Oh, I love that idea. It's a great idea. Um, we've learnt heaps, haven't we? Oh, we've learnt a truckload. It really has uh, it really has played with our minds. Um, we've had some good, um, uh, robust conversation about what we think the principles are to ageing well. Now that you've got not just scientific evidence but really strong anecdotal evidence from a number of the people that we've interviewed since 100 Not Out um, came to be. So, you know, you know one, of, one of the great... One of the great uh, episodes of 100 Not Out definitely would have to have been our interview with Tommy Hafey. Oh, wasn't that great? Um, and I do think that he is the the aging icon in Australia. Quintessential. Um, he is the quintessential um, perfect I don't even know picture. that word means, but it sounds so good. You know? <laughs> you know what? My wife, if Sarah listens to this podcast, she'll cringe because I, I use the word quintessential for pretty much any, everything and anything. Maybe but, that's why I, I said it. Yeah. I well, it, it is so the much. perfect example of anything. And Tom Hafey is the perfect example of aging well. Yeah. Um, you know, if it is to be, it is up to me is something he says to even school kids. When he goes out to the schools, you know, if you want anything in your life, kids, Tell this to yourself. If it is to be, it is up to me. And if you are 30 and you're not happy with your age or if you're 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 or 90 and you're not happy with your age, if it is to be, it is up to me. The only way to get happy and to get aging well is to decide yourself, myself, yourself, Damo, to enjoy whatever your age is. You cannot do anything about it. And as Tommy would say, aging well is our own responsibility. So true. Exercise. His number one demo would have to be exercise, wouldn't you think? I mean, everyone thinks of him as the exercise guy, but in our interview, I kind of learned that, well, exercise and family, like in his words, he says, I am demented by family, which is probably I would have choose to, to use that <laughs> word, but he's just so in love with his family 
Oh, that, aren't we all? Yeah. Well, but I don't know if I'd say I'm demented by family. But, I am. I so, am. Yeah, but, uh, but what I mean words. is I don't think I go nutty, uh, I think. But as Sarah says, her heart her <laughs> heart explodes with love for family. Uh, um, see, that's a nice way to put it. That's a, that's a girl's way to put it, and Tommy's yeah. is a footballer's way to put it. That is, that is. <laughs> but I know um, a lot of a lot of, and maybe this is a, a gender thing. But I know a lot of uh, mums would always say to Sarah when she was pregnant with Maya, "You can't really explain and describe how your love for your children can grow as they get older." But sometimes your heart literally feels like it's about to burst. burst. But I do True. think when you look at your kids grow up. You do love them more and more each day, and it's the same with our spouses as well. Like I love Sarah more than I did seven years ago because we've our our lives are so much more richer because of the time that we've spent together. But Tommy was so big. Everyone sees Tommy for exercise, but he was so big on the the role of family in his life and in the role of his health. Yeah, well, that's this is it, and this is I think it was after Tommy's episode that it kind of it, it really started to ring true for me that there's the three key factors, which of course we'll summarise today, but there's three key factors that seem to be foundational to ageing well, and that was of course exercise. The other one was the engagement, but a sense of purpose, and the family gave Tommy a sense of purpose. That was the key thing. Yeah, and 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 like you say, there's been patterns with with the people that we've spoken to, and that has been uh, something that that no one has shied away from. And, and you know, and I think it was Walter Bortz or, or maybe even Tommy said, it doesn't have to be blood family. You might not have blood family left, you know. You might be listening to this and if you're a high-tech, you know, high-end ager, you might be in your 80s listening to a podcast but and, and not have blood <laughs> family. Or you might be younger and for any number of circumstances not have blood family. But it's having people close to you that you love, like that general feeling of love is something that seems to have been a common uh, trait of people that have aged well. People that have been lonely, you know, that haven't had great relationships with their community or friends or family or whoever, mm-hmm. haven't necessarily, uh, really anecdotally, aged that well. So as you said, it's, it's that level of engagement. Well, that's so true. But, you know, what came through from both of those guys was that they they both said, don't be anal with your food, right? They both said, yeah. don't worry about food. In fact, Walter Bortz went as far to say that a calorie is a calorie is a calorie. I still which, I, I love Walter, but I still can't buy that. Yeah, I don't buy it either. I don't, <laughs> I don't buy it either. But I reckon Sorry, Walter, when you're, you're in your 80s, <laughs> but I do think when you're in your 80s, you yeah. can kind of, you could easily be in that mind space of, well, look at my results. Like, yeah. look, you know, I know Walter loves an Oreo biscuit, you know. I know he loves an Oreo. I know, I don't I, I don't know this for a fact, but I think he might dabble in a McDonald's burger every now and again as well. Oh, gee, wow, that's amazing. But I'm not saying that he, I'm not, as I say, I'm not saying that he does. I'm just saying that I perceive in some of what I may have read or heard or <laughs> learnt that he could, he has the potential to. But he yes. did say, and this is on record, that a calorie is a calorie is a calorie. Now, you and I don't subscribe to that, and that's the beautiful thing about these podcasts is that we don't necessarily agree with what everyone says. I, I might say this right now. I don't agree with what Jan Smith said about having milk to keep her bones healthy or her calcium levels up. I don't, I don't feel the need to necessarily have dairy in order to enjoy high calcium levels, but I love what Jan Smith has achieved in her life and yeah. at her age. Climbing mountains, you know, she's going to climb the seven highest mountains in the seven continents of the world by the time she is 70. Milk or no milk, it's an awesome experience and an awesome thing to do at her age. <laughs> That's it. It's a great thing to do at her age. 
it, it is amazing. But and this is the thing: there's little idiosyncrasies I think that everybody sort of adopts, and whether that is a stress release or a stress decreaser or something that actually um, down regulates the stress response or that uh, anxiety response that many people get with life, or if it actually helps you keep things simple. You know, that's probably a good thing. I think that where these things become a problem is where you actually make that food cause complication. So let's say, for example, you get addicted to chocolate, we get addicted to ice cream, we get addicted to Oreos, or you get addicted to cow's milk or whatever, where you have to have it or you're going to you know, keel over and die. Yeah. Like if that in itself, you're creating stress responses within the body. So you need to, I suppose, meter and manage that uh, addictive potential. And I think that avoiding addiction, which is what all of these people have done, is avoided addiction, is actually one of the greater ways to improve your longevity. Well, that's interesting because when we've interviewed especially the older guests on the podcasts, they're quite detached from their age. It's not something that they think about all the time. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I have. Absolutely. In fact, you know, the reminder for Tommy that he was 80, what was it, 83? Uh, yeah, I know. I forget. 80, 81. He might be 84 yeah. now. No, 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 no. He's not that old. No, no. Maybe ninety, whatever he is. You know. <laughs> One hundred and four. <laughs> One hundred and three. Right. Uh, you know, just a reminder of their age. It kind of was, you know, a little bit. The only person, in fact, there was only probably one guy um, who was who was the the guy that we interviewed who was the farmer. Yeah, uh, Dexter. Dexter. Yeah, but see, we haven't published that yet because it went oh, so true, long and there's true. been so many We've got to trim that down. pieces in that interview. But we, talk about, him, hears we that talk about him a lot. When everyone hears Dexter, you know, you kind of get a sense that he's, you know, over 100. Uh, but, the, you know, most of everybody else or everybody else that we've interviewed hasn't been over 100. But, you know, Mimi, for example, when we interviewed Mimi Kirk, she sounds and looks 30-something and um, it, it was tough for me to kind of take into my mind that she was over 70. That yeah. was amazing well the vibrancy that she had like we were so engaged in that interview weren't we like mm-hmm. you really did feel like you were talking to a 30 year old not a 74 i think year old um yeah. because it sounded like you had a crush on her actually i do i'm, I'm happy to say i got a crush on mimi yeah, i think you do think um but it's because it, this is this is the thing health is so attractive it is attractive. Like health is so attractive, and Mimi was Mimi's a big proponent for that. She will happily say, like she's got a, a boyfriend who's fifty nine, and she's got kids that are in their fifties, so they've got like a potential father in law that's you know younger. similar age. Younger stepfather, that's younger. Oh, it's funny. Classic. Yeah, sorry, you know, stepfather. One of but, my, yeah, one on. of my favorite interviews, my favorite ones, was the one with John D. Martini, and the reason why it was favorite is because the whole concept of avoiding. Um, extremes. So, you know, decreasing volatility in your life. That was the one thing that I really got from that because I reckon up until that interview, my life was highly volatile, not through any intention to be volatile. It's just that I've had lots of you know, extreme times where I've done so much and then lots of times where I haven't done much at all. And then I've, you know, and I, I watch people ebb and flow through coughs and colds and um, doing ultra marathons and triathlons and all this sort of stuff. And I go, wow, they're all so extreme for periods of time. Then they've got to rest and recover. And it, John says, just play the even keel. Just mm. try to just go and, yeah. and go at the same pace. So if you're going to go fast, just go fast. But if you can't handle fast, then back it off a little bit and just stay at that pace. Yeah, well, this is uh, this is. Uh, I've got to share a couple of things here. First of all, um, I think it's Bob Proctor has a great line: "We don't need to slow down; we need to calm down." Like you say, so we can be fast, but just be cool about it. 
Yeah, be cool about it. Be That's cool. it. You know, I was talking to Karen Smith the other day, the ultimate, awesome, beautiful Karen Smith, Love and that. she she said she said something about um, being busy, and I said it's all about perception, right? Because I don't get stressed out about all the things that I do. Yes. People go to me, oh, your life's so stressful, and I go, no, it's not. <laughs> this is just what I do. If this they were okay. living it, if they were living your life, they'd be no, stressed, but not for you. My brother says that all the time. Yeah. Well, I can get that. I look at your life and I'm like, hey, man, how do you do it? How do you do it? But then you could look at my life and go, man, how do you do it? Um, and we look at LT. I was just talking to LT today doing Inside the Champion's Mind, and he's got eight trips in 12 weeks. Um, you know, that's eight trips away from family. That's three countries, eight speaking oh, engagements. I'm so like, sad. So sad. <laughs> but, you know, he's doing talk... it so tough, poor little LT. Oh, isn't he? But he's loving yeah. it. Hey, um, you talk about <laughs> volatility and, and that interview with Martini, but, you know, we should share something here just because I know... I know enough about the world to know that people will love to hear this. After the wellness breakthrough you and I enjoyed on Friday, we went out and had a bowl of hot chips. Yes, we did. And we had a beer. Did you have a beer? Yeah, yeah we uh, had a beer together. Because I've always said, I want to have a Corona with you. And so we, we had did. our very first Corona together. And up until... Um... There's no name dropping there. We're not looking for sponsorship, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to send us a slab of Corona, no worries. That's and right. what, are we going to get Corona to be a sponsor on the wellness couch? That's hilarious. Um, but... <laughs> oh, man, don't lose it, Marcus. Hold it together. Hold it together. Um, but when I did Demartini's, uh one of his events, I actually hadn't had a drink for five years or six years. And I was like, man, oh, man. You know, I can probably pick five or six times in those five or six years where I was like, I really want just one drink with my mates right now, but I'm not going to because I've created this identity for myself that I don't drink. But yeah. the stress of that was stupid. I would have been created been creating a stress response in my body. Same with just a piece of meat here and there. Like at the moment, I still rarely have meat, but it's not a, it's not like a, I can't have meat or I can't have this. It's just not in my life that much. But when I have it, like I had a couple of pieces of chicken the other day. I had a piece of you know I had a chicken and pumpkin salad the other day just because I felt like it. Not you know, not like I can't have this and I can't have that. You know, everything's a choice. And I think having a little aha moment as I speak here. The, re- the, the way to enjoy less volatility in one's life is to make more conscious choices, yeah. not to feel like you're depriving yourself and that you can't have things. You can have whatever you want. You can smoke a pack a day if you like, but just choose not to if you, if you choose not to. I, can I explain that a bit more? Yeah, please. Because even I got a little bit confused by that. <laughs> but I know where you're going with it. <laughs> Essentially, it is don't beat yourself up over it. You know, the thing is don't have guilt. If you're going to do something, understand that it has repercussions or ramifications um, and don't beat yourself up over it. Now, if and the other thing is don't have an unrealistic expectation. If you know that smoking is likely to give you lung cancer, certainly um, – you, know, you might be one of those lucky ones who doesn't get lung cancer and still smokes. You might be one of those lucky ones. Um, but if you if you do know that it's going to do that, don't be surprised that you don't get the longevity uh, that you might have otherwise expected if you've adopted yes. a lifestyle habit that's kind of dangerous to the body. And at the same time, every time you suck on a cigarette, don't get don't feel guilty about it because you're probably going to make it worse. So just suck on the cigarette. Don't get guilty about it. Or don't smoke <laughs> like that'd be unreal but the same for everything so i know of a great great woman vicky kelly she's about to has she brought it yeah she's brought her podcast onto the wellness couch it's now, not live it's being oh, it's she's close. recording at the moment yeah it's called um one minute mindfulness 
She uh, used to talk about chocolate, and she used to say chocolate is uh, good for me. Every time she ate it, she had a mindset like Bruce Lipton talks about uh, eating chocolate, and uh, and it's not bad for you unless you feel bad about it. And uh, and look, I I don't buy that. It's the same as uh, Walter saying that a calorie is a calorie is a calorie. Um, I don't buy that at all. In fact, uh, I know that uh, there's various chemical signals inside those foods that have an effect on the body, but you'll make it worse for your body if you feel guilty about it. The point being, don't be guilty about the decisions that you make. Just make decisions that you're not guilty about. And then if you've got to make a different decision to stop you from feeling guilt, then just make a different decision. Yeah. There's no wiser words said. And like you said, Damo, and I just want to reiterate this, you can do whatever you want whenever you want but you do have to be prepared in a good and bad way that there yes. are consequences for every single choice and action that we make so like yes. you say if you smoke a pack a day just know that the consequences and the probabilities are probably lying on the side that you're not going to enjoy longevity and you probably won't be 100 listening to 100 not out <laughs> but if you're going it. to enjoy it then each to their own but like you say you and i not in a million years um yeah. All right, Damo, I've got to just go one more with you here. Okay. Um, we took 100 Not Out to another country. We took it to Dr. Jagger. We did. How good's Dr. Jagger? You know, now, the way in which we got in touch with him was through um, my wife. Her, one of her colleagues uh, is, her daughter, is his daughter, right? So she, they linked us in. And the story was essentially, well, I was having dinner with Ashley. This is Jagger's daughter. And she said, you should interview my dad. He's a you know he's a world champion runner. He's an athlete. He works in the IOC, the International Olympic Committee. Um, he's responsible for X, Y, and so many things. And I was like, wow, jaw dropped to the ground, started salivating with excitement. <laughs> and I thought, I've got to get, I've got to let uh, Marcus MP know this. And so I did. I let him know, and, I, and we got in touch with Jagger, and he was delighted to come on the show, wasn't he? But he had some you know, excellent words of wisdom for well, us. What I learned from Jager is that we were speaking to him from KL, from Kuala Lumpur, I think. But you know what? He reminded me so much of Tommy Hafey. And I was thinking, if we interviewed someone in Japan who was a similar age, they'd yeah. probably remind me of Tommy Hafey as well. Really? And then if I went, no, well, in terms of just, he had this vibrancy and this energy, and like a Mimi Kirk as well, like... They have this vibrancy and this energy that is almost age-less. They mm. don't have this age persona that so many of us are drummed. Yes. Thing that, like My intention is that when I'm in my 80s, I'm probably still sound like I'm in my 30s or my 40s or whatever because you've still got that presence and that energy and that joy to live each day. And that's what I really learned from Jagger is that he doesn't go around like he's in his late 60s. He's just no. going around like he's doing what he's doing. He's not really thinking about it. That's it. That's it. I forgot the other day that I turned 40 this year, and uh, and then I was reminded that I had no hair. And so I thought, oh, wow, I must be, I must be getting older. But uh, you don't, you don't remember that you're getting older. You don't think about it. And certainly, if you don't play that game, if you don't play the old age card, then um, you're going to be all right. Ah, oh, Marcus has disappeared. Oh. All right, I'm going to have to keep. I'm have to finish this one off then. But the key take-home messages from Jager were that again, social engagement, exercise, and life purpose. And uh, and so, exactly what we what we found out earlier on was that the key take-home messages are all about exercise, making sure you don't have to stress about the food thing. But it is good. I think the quality of life comes in here with with food. So, and I know Marcus agrees that if you eat really well, you're going to get a better response. But if you don't eat really well, then um, you kind of just, you'll get through life. But exercise is key. Um, purpose and engagement. Uh, that's that's what's really Really important. So, well, Marcus, that's it for this edition of 100 Not Out. I know that you can't hear me because your internet's gone funny, but uh, 
you know, I'm going to do this outro. So now remember, everybody, we'd love to hear your feedback and you can provide it in any number of ways, but it's best to go to our website at www.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out. That's 100 not out. Also, if you've liked this episode, then please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and also check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including my number one show, The Wellness Guys. So until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, Dr. Brett Hill from The Wellness Guys here. Imagine having six internationally renowned health and well-being specialists all to yourself for three whole days. Imagine a beautiful tropical location away from the rat race where you can fully immerse yourself in creating a new you. Imagine personalized one-on-one attention to help you break through to the next level. Join the three Up For A Chat girls, Kim Morrison, Cindy Amira and Karen Smith and the three wellness guys, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Christoph, and myself for the BFO Wellness Retreat at the luxurious Western Resort and Spa in Fiji and make your health a priority. For more information, go to thewellnesscouch.com and click on shop. We can't wait to see you there.